New Thought Guy. Everything new. Bring it on. Bring it on. So perfect that she sang that song. Because your life is a mirror. Look around you. Do you see a world that works for everyone? Do you see a world that feels free from discord? Do you see a world where all needs are met and all people are living in peace? Creating a world of love, peace, and prosperity begins by creating love, peace, and prosperity in you and in me. We're each responsible, not so much for other people, although I know many parents would, would beg to differ, and that's true. But as we bring love, peace, and prosperity in our lives, so too do we put out that energy of bringing that into others' lives. And also in this question, are you living not only with love, peace, and prosperity in your mind and in your heart, but the fulfillment of your fondest dreams? Have you been putting foundations under those castles in the air dreams that you have, which are fabulous to have? Are you reconciled with and in forgiveness of stuff that you feel have hurt you in the past? Here's another question for you. Have you done, have you done your um, Ho'oponopono healing work that we were dealing with uh, last week, that we worked with a little last week? Have you continued that in your life? Can you improve upon what you see when you look within your own being? Now, I'm not just asking these questions to you to challenge you to be provocative. Yes, I am partially for those reasons, but I'm also asking those questions for myself. You know, pretty much anything I talk about is not just things to teach us stuff. It's to um, inspire you to do the work that I'm doing as well. I'm doing this work every day, just like you. And I remember as I want you to remember that the good that you are seeking is also seeking you. It's, there's infinite possibilities out there. All you have to do is grab them. They're waiting there, seeking you. The highest good, the innermost God or spirit or divine intelligence, whatever you want to call it, it, it is ready to reveal itself in you and through each and every one of us right here, right now. And we all seek to recognize that reflection, that reflection of the divine, that reflection of spirit, the highest and best expression of our good is in everything, everywhere, all the time. It's available to us every minute of every day. We just need to grab it. We just need to also share it and make sure we vibrate that so that the that energy goes out throughout the world, throughout the universe. When we see this, when we are in this, when we be this, 
we can see the potential for creating a world that is free of discord for not only ourselves, but for everyone, everywhere. And as we soak in this awareness, there's no separation from God or our good. Just like Meister Eckhart said, there is no separation. There is no in-between unless we allow it to be. And I know it's sometimes hard to understand and honor the unique characteristics of some of those who we come into contact. <laughs> but we must realize that each encounter we have, nevertheless, is a divine appointment. Even if we don't like that appointment, we, most of us at least, don't like going to the dentist, but we do so because it is a divine appointment to keep our teeth health, healthy and thus our body healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Many, many um, examples of that. So that if you meet somebody, this is a divine appointment to, for many reasons, to know this person better, to make sure you're around this person a lot, or to learn to avoid this person, or to learn how to be when you are around this person. It's something you learn. That's the divine appointment. We may not understand how or why we showed up to this divine appointment, especially if it seems to be a negative one. We may not even like it, and that's okay. But we have to realize because we are a divine appointment, everything else is one. The universe doesn't know good and evil or good or evil. It only knows love. It only brings into our lives that which we invite for whatever reason. Ernest Holmes and this thing called you. I love that book as well. I know it's a favorite of Gary's. He says, there is but one presence in the universe. Since it is in and through everything, it must be in and through you. This presence manifests itself in and all through all forms, all people, all conditions. This presence is life itself. Its nature is love and givingness. So what do you see when you look at the reflection of you, when you look around? Not just in the mirror, but the mirror of life experiences. What do you see? Anything you want to change? <laughs> Anything you want to redesign? I do. I do all the time. And it's not necessarily something that's radical. It can be incremental that I want to upgrade or decide that no longer serves me. Again, a little in his tomes. He said, no greater good can come to you than to know that the power already within you is the power to live, the power to create, not only to create for yourself, but for others the power to do good, the power to heal, the power to prosper. You are to realize that the power within you is a divine authority. It is a dispenser of the divine gifts. It is a giver of life, of joy. It proclaims the harmony of the soul and the unity of all being. Isn't that fabulous? That's like 
that's that's the perfect quote about voting, actually. I'm going to talk a little bit about voting next week, but many of us have already voted. Many of us are still thinking. And, you know, you can vote early. And I, I think that it just came to me as I read that, because when I picked that quote, it was to go with what's the rest of the of the talk and where I am in the talk right now. But as I read that, I realized that's a perfect quote about voting because our voting is giving of ourselves. It's part of our energy, putting our energy out there for the greater good. We have the ability, the ability to redesign, to carve the pumpkin of our lives. As many of you know, next Saturday, many of you, pretty much all of you know that next Saturday is Halloween. Am I correct? Is that Saturday? I believe it's Saturday. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. And we will be carving our pumpkins, many of us, figuring out different ways to dole out the candy or not. But we have the ability to redesign our lives. And this whole idea of Halloween and the pumpkins and carving the pumpkins, etc., is a beautiful analogy of changing our lives, of recarving our lives as we desire it. So I want to give you a step-by-step -step, um, instruction on carving your pumpkin. Now, fortunately, you don't have to pick a perfect pumpkin. Um, many people like to go to the pumpkin patch and find that pip perfect pumpkin, the shape, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't have to do that because you already are one. You already are the perfect pumpkin. And better yet, if you are of the mature age, whatever number you decide to put to that, I remember a time when 30 was a mature age, that's the best kind of pumpkin, ripe ripe with wisdom and knowledge and knowing one's self. And you don't have to concern yourself about any, let's say, asymmetrical parts or thoughts you might have, because that just makes for not only a more interesting design when you're carving a pumpkin, but a more interesting design when you're carving out your life. So we want to start out by giving the pumpkin and yourself a good scrub with Castile soap. Just give it a, a good scrub, wash it down. It helps reduce the number of microorganisms hanging out on the skin of the pumpkin and also refreshes our body and mind. That might be a great thing to do, at least in your morning spiritual practice work. Take a shower, clean yourself off, refreshing, get those negative ions surrounding you. You want to display your pumpkin uncarved until a day or two before the big day. You want to honor it. You want to show the world not only what this great pumpkin is, is starting from, but what it will represent as a greatness that it will become. Just like you want to honor where you are right now and the history of your life that made you, you. Now to carve your pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern or your life to its best, you'll need a couple of 
tools. For the pumpkin, you need some cutting, scraping, and carving tools for yourself. You probably have your own spiritual toolbox right now. Here's another question. How many of those are you using? So for the pumpkin, we need a sharp, sturdy, long-bladed knife and a paring knife to carve the jack-o'-lantern. Um, it's usually good to have an awl, A-W-L, for making holes um, so you can saw, because some people will, will dig in a hole with this awl or even a, an apple corer, um, and you can make a hole, and then you can use a saw to make that hole bigger in whatever shape you want. So two, for our lives, a rareness, which we've been talking about all month, mindfulness, quiet, meditation, rest. Those things prepare us, are the tools to, to cut holes in our mind, in our consciousness. Cut the holes in that we want to open up and we want to release the energy of those seeds and stuff that we'll talk about in a bit, little bit that we don't want in there anymore. Having fun also helps that. You know, your hand makes a good scoop for extracting the bulk of the seeds once you cut in there and all that stringy, fibrous goo inside the pumpkin. Or you can use a scraper or a tablespoon or a melon baller or all that kind of stuff to get those stringy guts out of the pumpkin. And so, too, we use radical forgiveness to remove that energy that's there that we hold on to of past hurts, past um, ideas that we had or actions that we had that were pretty sucky for our lives, to put it plainly. So here's five steps, five steps to carving the pumpkin. First, cut into the pumpkin. Place your pumpkin on a solid surface. You can wash or spread uh, uh, newspaper so you can catch the drips, either way. And then you wanna draw the bottom cut on the skin with a felt tip marker. Um, then make a straight-sided opening into the center of the bottom of the pumpkin. Now, we want to use the bottom of the pumpkin instead of the top. Usually, you want to make the top, and you take the top off, and you can put candles and stuff inside the pumpkin. But the bottom is actually better because you don't have to worry about um, cutting in sideways from the top so that as the pumpkin changes shape because all the insides are gone, it, the top won't slip down. So you do it from the bottom. And that way, also, you won't have um, weeping liquids building up in the carved pumpkin and attracting insects, which causes spoilage and makes the pumpkin um, disintegrate a little faster. And it's much easier this way also to put the jack-o'-lantern in the candle, in the, the candle in the jack-o'-lantern because you put it on that bottom piece and then you put the whole pumpkin on top. And in our lives, this is a way to dig deep. We start from the bottom and go up. We dig deep. And how do we dig deep? We do it with spiritual mind treatment. Spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer, whatever you want to call it. And whatever steps you use, you don't have to use this five steps we're going to talk about today. But 
These are just ideas to get you going. So going back to the pumpkin, you use a heavy knife with a sharp point or an awl and, um, and the pumpkin saw. And you cut through the skin and flesh into the seed cavity in the center of the pumpkin. You go up. And you got to be careful because pumpkin skin is tough and raw pumpkin flesh is hard. So you want to be careful. You want to um, don't cut in too far. Don't <laughs> cut yourself. And once you finish, then you want to lift, pull, and pull the stuff out from the bottom. As you're pulling, pulling stuff down from the bottom, so too, in this first step of carving the park, pumpkin, you are carving your life by recognizing from the bottom who you are. Who you are, like Gary was saying, who are you? You recognize who you are by recognizing that there is one mind, one power, one spirit, whatever you want to call it in the universe, a creation, a creative power, a creative energy. There is that in the universe right here, right now. So we recognize that. Then in step two, we want to pull out the guts and the seeds. So we scoop out in a pumpkin all the stringy pulp and seeds with our hands or some spoon of some sort. And we put it in a bowl and later we can roast them and um, or put them in a compost pile. And all we want to leave is our basic self, our God self. And we want to wipe that inside dry, inside dry. The inside dry. So too, with your life and in your affirmative prayer, you want to unite and reveal that which is within you. You want to take out all that stuff that's in the way. And you do it very simply by attaching yourself, by uniting yourself, by becoming aware purposefully of that which is within you. The eye which I see God is the same eye which God sees me. And that eye is that inner eye. So that's step two. Step three, we draw and cut out our design. So here we go back with the felt tip marker and we're going to sketch it out. And then we're going to use the awl and poke some small holes where we plan the cut. And we're going to try to draw simple shapes right now. Just simple shapes with straight sides like triangles or like in life, simple goals, small goals. Don't go crazy. Don't go um, revealing in this third step of your affirmative prayer or, or whatever you want to call it. Don't, don't go crazy and bring in $10 million. Or anything like that. Start small. It's okay. Build up. Take some time. Build it up. Or you may want to use a, a pre-made pattern. You may want to, in your third step, so to speak, of, of this um, affirmative prayer, bring in the affirmative incantation for the week. So now you've realized that there is one power in your life and that you are um, empowered by that power because it is within you and you've pulled out all the stuff that's in your way of knowing that. And now what you want to do is just reveal that affirmative incantation for the week. 
that's why I write them so um, in a longer version because they're so full. And in this third area of your prayer or meditative moment, you want to reveal something full, even if it's something small, a smaller goal. So you want to use that in a pumpkin to cut along. You use this knife to cut along the edges of the marked design, and then you gently press the loose bits into or out of the pumpkin with your finger, and you, you pull it out. You pull that stuff out. And in so doing, in your affirmative prayer, you are revealing and beginning to in this revealing because you are knowing this revealing to be revealed you you're starting to to get into the um to the next section you're starting to release you're starting to release in in the fifth section actually you're starting to release this energy release this these guts of this goal the stuff that's in the way of this goal you're starting to release that and putting that energy out back into the universe So now you've done that. Now you've cut out the bits. Now you've made your goals. Now you've revealed and declared into your life what it is you want. Big goal, small goal, the affirmative incantation for the week. So now you want to condition your jack-o'-lantern if you're carving a pumpkin. So once you finish carving that, you want to spray the inside of the cavity and all the cut surfaces with some sort of essential oil based cleaning spray, or you can soak it overnight in a tub of, of borax, a pound, about a tablespoon of borax per gallon of, of water. And in your treatment work, in your affirmative prayer work, you want to step into gratitude now. You wash over this revelation, this declaration of your life starting now. You want to wash it with gratitude. Maybe take another hot bath with essential oils and candles, or just sit quietly in this knowing and this gratitude, because gratitude means you have it. You're not going to be grateful for something you don't have. And step five, illuminate your jack-o'-lantern. So once you've carved a pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern, you want to show it off, right? So usually you put a light inside. Now we've cut the bottom, remember? We've cut the bottom. So we put a candle on that bottom and then we place the rest of and light it, of course. And then we place the rest of the pumpkin on top so that it lights your cutouts, whatever those may be. Similar in affirmative um, prayer or spiritual mind treatment. Now we want to release. Remember, we were pre-releasing a little bit already in the revelation and the declaration of our goal, of what we want, of what we decided was going to be revealed in our lives that we are now grateful for because we understand the power of our word and understand that it is here now. Whether we see it in the 3D world or not, we know it is here now in the power of the Big Bang. So now, as we illuminate our jack-o'-lantern, so too do we illuminate by releasing our word, the shine of this goal, of this declaration, of this revelation that we are now vibrating into our lives. So 
I also want to point out that some of you may want to be careful when you're doing this. And um, some of that has to do with knowing that your belief system comes from the thoughts and feelings and the energies that you are allowing to have most of the time. And of course, as you're doing spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer, as you're using these affirmative incantations, that is more powerful because it is a conscious use of this law that we always talk about in the universe, the law of cause and effect. The conscious use of it is more powerful. So you want to be mindful and aware of what your self-talk is because some of you may want to avoid carving things that you've carved before, like, like this one. Let me show you this one, the mean, nasty, angry pumpkin. Like that. You want to avoid that. You may not want to carve that in your life. Or this next one, the emotional vampire pumpkin who thinks it has to take to have, like this guy, swallowing up somebody else or something else, swallowing up some idea that doesn't work for them. Or this next pumpkin, the frightened pumpkin, even if you think there's a reason to be one, like, like this guy may have a reason to be frightened. It's not something you want to carve into your life. But there's others that are good to carve, like this guy. This next guy, he's good to carve because it's always good to start to begin in joy and happiness. Begin there. Even if you have to, as they say, I know it's a big new thought thing and a new age thing, fake it till you make it. It actually works. Smiling, even if you don't feel it, changes things in your body and in your mind and different things start, different synapses start snapping in your brain. Even a fake smile or a fake laugh suddenly becomes a real one. We can tell our bodies what to do. Read Beyond Belief. Uh, be, um, what was the book? Uh, I'm saying Beyond Belief because of something else. Um, there's books in neurology and neuroscience and in um, new thought and metaphysics about how our brain and our use of it can affect the rest of our body. Oh, mind over matter thing. It's true. The whole um, idea of, of placebo. It's true. So start here. Start with a smile. Start with a laugh, even if you don't feel it. That's a good way to start a carving. Whichever you choose, and here's a bunch of them you can choose right there. You got to remember to shine, just like this next one. Remember to shine. You are divine being. You are a divine being, my friends, endowed with infinite potentiality, infinite capability, infinite creative intelligence, and a capacity to live life in tune with all the laws of nature. That's who you are. That's the pumpkin you've been giving. The rest is up to you.
start carving. Namaste.